Hey, I'm so glad you stuck around. This is going to be one of the best sessions of the conference. I want to tell you the story of this song real quick. I just felt so impressed to tell this real quickly. This song was written by Jared Anderson. Jared's a member of our church, has been a part of New Life for many, many years. And this song is, has been sung all over the world. But let me tell you how this song started. And this ties so well with what Pastor Cash just taught us about taking risk and about willing to invest. So a few years ago, we're sitting in a room. I wasn't in the room, but Pastor John was in the room, and we were putting together one of our worship projects, and we needed one more song. So Jared is in this meeting, and we're talking about this song. We need one more song. And Jared says, hey, I have a song, but you're not going to like it. And that's a good way to sell the song, right, right off the bat? I have a song, but you're not going to like it. And he says... You're not going to like it because it talks about chasing demons and just stuff like that. I think it'll be kind of scary. And they said, well, let's hear the song. So we, he sang that song. And that song turned out to be one of the best songs we've ever written in our church. I mean, truly, it was one of the best songs ever come out of our congregation. But Jared was convinced in the beginning, nobody's going to like this song. We all love this song. And here, here's the point I'm making, and Jared would tell that story. He doesn't mind me telling that story. Here's the point. I just felt like I wanted to say something to some of you. Some of you are sitting on an idea that you think is foolish. The enemy's talked you into that, thinking that it's foolish. But it's from the Lord. You need to like you need to take some risk with your ideas. You know what? Some of your ideas may be foolish. They may, they may be. But you don't know until you take the risk of sharing what you think God's put on your heart. I just want to encourage you to take a risk. Jerry took a risk that day in the meeting, and because of that, we have a great song. And I want to say, just encourage some of you. Some of you need to hear that word. Now, here's what we're going to do today. Never before in the history of America has the church been more divided than it is right now. And I believe one of the things God's called us to at New Life, at our conference every year, is to come together and, 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 and to strive for unity. You have to, you have to, unity is not something that comes without a fight. We have to work toward it. We have to want unity. And, I, and the best way, I know at my home, I've been married 26 years to the same woman. And I, I know one of the things that builds unity at my home is when my wife and I pray together. We try to pray on a regular basis. We pray together for one another. And that breaks down any dividing walls between us and our marriage. When we pray blessing, we pray together, we agree together. And I think one of the things we have to do as pastors and leaders is learn how to set our minor theological differences aside and come into a room together and pray together over our cities and over our churches and over our homes. Amen? So I just really was praying about how do we end our time together, this conference time together. And I want to spend the next 25 minutes, we're going to pray. And in the background, you're going to hear the new uh, uh, instrumental worship project that John was talking about. It's going to be playing behind us, playing over us. And I've invited a few of my friends to come up and lead us in prayer together. We're going to just uh, take certain topics. But this is not for you to sit and watch us pray. We have no interest in that. This is for us to pray together. And so come on up. This is Pastor Glenn Packham. I've asked him to start us off today. So one of the things we're going to do is we're going to read the Scripture and pray the Scriptures. This is how we teach our people to pray at New Life. Read the Scriptures, pray the Scriptures. So Pastor Glenn's going to lead us off. He's going to pray unity over us today. He's going to pray for unity among us. So if you want, you can walk around. Now, this is no, there's no assigned seating here. So the way we teach people to pray, walk around and pray if you feel comfortable. Sit and pray, kneel and pray. Just get into a posture right now of praying together. You can walk, you can kneel, you can stand where you are, you can sit. But I want us all, I want our voices to rise in this room today together. 
And so Glenn's going to lead us in prayer. Then I'm going to call on some others to pray to come up and lead us in this time of prayer. But as we do, would you just lean in and lend your voice and lend your faith to this time of prayer with us, all right? Pastor Glenn, lead us off today. Amen. I want us to pray this morning out of John 17, Jesus' own prayer. How many of you believe there's something powerful when you pray a prayer that the Son of God prayed? You're praying along with the Godhead. And I want to start our time together by maybe just asking you to think of two churches in your city. Think of two churches in your city, and let's spend a few minutes out loud where you are praying for those two churches. Are you ready? Let's go. Name them. Name them out loud. Lift them up. Think about their needs. Think about their struggles. Pray provision. Pray blessing. Think about the burdens they might be carrying. Pray for their pastors. Pray against discouragement. Pray against temptations. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you insight into what they're feeling and what they're walking through. bless the churches in our cities God we pray that you lift up the heads of discouraged pastors in our cities Lord we pray that you would be the glory and the lifter of their heads oh God we pray against the spirit of discouragement we pray against the spirit of of comparison comparison and competitiveness that brings division God show us ways but we can give visible expression to this unity Show us ways where we can give visibility to this unity in prayer, in serving our cities. Thank you, Lord. 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 Now I want to pray. I want you to join me in this. I want to pray a prayer over our churches, over our cities. And I'm going to pray a prayer that's an old prayer, not because old prayers are better than new prayers, they're not. But because it's it's an act of humility. One of the great barriers to unity is the lack of humility. Amen. Praying in old prayer is an act of humility. It's a way of saying, God, I don't need to be original. I don't need to be outstanding. I don't need to be significant. We're going to join our words to an old prayer and say, God, we're all in this together. So let's pray this word. Hear these words as I pray them. Almighty Father, whose blessed Son before his passion prayed for his disciples that they might be one as you and he are one. Grant that your church, being bound together in love 
and obedience to you may be united in one body by the one Spirit that the world may believe in Him whom you have sent, your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. I want all of the, if you're here with your spouse, I want the married, married couples to come forward. If, uh, every married couple. Come on, Pastor Ross is going to come up. This is Pastor Ross Parsley, pastor of Mills, uh, One Chapel Church, One Chapel in Austin, Texas. He was on our, part of our New Life team for almost 20 years a dear brother of our church, and he's gonna pray just over, come on, all the spouses. This is a big moment in, in church where we need to pray for the marriages in our in our churches. And I've asked Pastor Ross to lead us in that today. So let's agree together, point your hands toward, and if you're not here with your spouse, then obviously let's pray for every marriage in this room, every married couple. Pastor Ross, lead us. So make sure you're holding hands with your spouse no matter where you are. The rest of you, um, you just reach your hands out as a symbol of your prayers and encouragement to these marriages. And I'm gonna read a passage of scripture and then we're gonna, we're gonna join in praying for these marriages. Ephesians 5, 22 says, Wives, understand and support your husbands in ways that show your support for Christ. The husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does to the church, not by domineering, but by cherishing. So just as the church submits to Christ as he exercises such leadership, wives should likewise submit to their husbands. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church, a love marked by giving and not getting. Christ's love makes the whole church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. Father, we come to you right now, and we thank you for this picture, this illustration of Christ and the church. Father, we thank you that marriage is this picture, this mystery, this profound mystery of how much you love us and how much we love you back. And so, Lord, we begin our prayer today by repenting of not loving one another and submitting to one another in a way that demonstrates and illustrates your profound love and grace in our lives. And, Lord, we pray, we repent of loving ministry more than we love our spouses. We repent of trying to love the church and asking you to take care of our family. We pray that you'd help us to love our family, love our spouse, and you take care of the church. <laughs> so Lord, I pray for over, over every pastor and, 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 and over every leader that's in the room, married pastors and leaders, Lord, in the name of Jesus, would you bring refreshing? Would you bring healing? Would you bring grace into their lives? Would you bring a perspective, a new perspective and a fresh start in their ministry and in their outlook that they would not carry the burden of, of loving the church, that they'd let you love the church and build the church and that they'd Push, put their attention and focus on loving each other and become the message, the embodiment of the profound mystery of Christ loving his church. 
Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray. We pray for those who are struggling, who are wrestling over issues. Things have gotten in the way now, and Lord, we need, we need your breakthrough. We need healing. We need strength. We need wisdom to get on the same page. And so, Lord, I pray that that would happen even now, right in this moment. Break our hearts open for each other, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Lord, protect your leaders. Protect the pastors. Surround them. Lord, keep the scheme of the enemy. Break the power of the enemy that wants to kill and steal and destroy and create unity in these marriages so that we can present the right picture to the church, the right picture to the world of how much you love us. We thank you for this, and we bless these marriages, and we surrender our lives to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I mean, stay right where you are, because we're gonna, I want Pastor Kayla and Pastor Brandon to come up. We're gonna pray for us while we're, while we're here with, in a family moment. Pastor Kayla, come on, Pastor Brandon, both of you. Now, I'm asking them to pray over two different things. I'm asking, this is Kayla Sprague. She's our pastor of junior high ministries there. She's amazing. She grew up as a pastor's kid and survived. And, uh, <laughs> and not only that, but thrived. And I want her to pray over your children, all the pastor's kids in the room right now. We know our family. I have two kids. We know their targets. So I've asked her to pray over, over your kids, over pastor's kids today, okay? So let's agree right now. If you don't have kids, but let's pray over the rest that do, all right? So let's agree now that pastor's kids are gonna thrive in the homes of pastors, amen? We do that with me? Come on, Kayla, lead us. All right, if you have, if you are a pastor, a leader in your church, and you have children, would you just raise your hand? All right, I just want anybody around them, if you, if you don't, just let's, let's lay hands on each other. Let's, let's pray for them. And, and as I'm praying, I just invite you, let's pray for your children by name. There's just power in the fact that we partner with what, what God's doing in their lives. And, and your role, I just got the, the verse Ephesians 1.18. Enlighten our eyes to see the hope to which I've been called and my glorious inheritance in all of the saints. So would you join me and pray? Pray out loud as I pray. Jesus, we thank Thank you for every single pastor's kid that is represented in this room. God, I thank you for the destiny upon their life. God, I thank you that you are faithful to complete the work that you've begun. And so I pray right now for refreshment for these parents. Vision, would you enlighten their eyes to see the hope that they're called to and their children are called to. We thank you for the inheritance that we get to walk in as children of God, as, as saints, God. And so we pray right now, out of this room, out of these families, would there just be an, an arise of, of love for you? We fix our eyes on what is seen, not the behavior modification, not, not the temper tantrums of toddlers. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, for what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal. And we speak to the unseen things in every destiny re represented in this room, that every single pastor's kid would grow up loving their parents, loving you, having an example of what it looks like to love Jesus first, and their families second, and then ministry coming third, God. I just pray for grace in the season, grace for these pastors and leaders to lead on their knees, to lead in humility. Pray for grace, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, Pastor Caleb. I've asked Pastor Brandon Cormier,
oversees all of our student ministries here. I've asked him to pray. Listen, there's a, this, is a, this is a strategic time for every local church to reach the young. I mean, we have to reach kids. We have to reach our students. And I just asked Pastor Brandon to pray right now. For those of you who have a heart like we do at New Life, to go after students, to go after the children, go after teenagers in our cities, to teach them, to disciple them. How many of you have a desire for that in your heart right now, for your church to be a lighthouse to students? Right now, they're, they're, they're begging, they're looking, they're searching. And I've asked Pastor Brandon to lead us right now, to pray over our churches right now, that we would have new vision, new strategy, prophetic imagination to reach students. Lead us, Brandon. Thank you so much. Second Thessalonians 3.1, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you. Father, we approach your throne right now. May the blood of Jesus empowered by the grace of God. And we are asking even now, Father, for a greater burden for youth and young adults, teenagers within this generation, Father. God, where statistics and culture speak one thing, we prophetically speak another. God, we look at the landscape, God, of students and teenagers and college students, Father, and where many see tribe bones. Father, we say that we see an army. We ask for your divine plans, your strategy, your insights, Father, your ideas, God, to creatively reach this generation. Father, we repent for trying to reach them without the power of the Holy Ghost, Father. We ask you for the Spirit of God to breathe on our hearts again, to breathe upon our minds and our words again, Father. Holy Spirit empowered ideas of reaching them, God, that is bathed and baptized in the love of God. Would you break our hearts again for teenagers, for youth, for the next generation? Father, would it be said of them, God, that they know you well, that they know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We ask you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, for your grace to empower us to reach them in creative ways, Lord. God, give us power. God, release your presence in such a supernatural way. We ask you for a fresh anointing to preach, to teach, to disciple this generation, God. God, raise up spiritual moms and dads, spiritual big brothers and sisters to come alongside a generation who thinks that they are orphans. We call them sons and daughters. We call them sons and daughters. So we speak to the north, south, east, and west, and we say give up the sons and the daughters that belong to our God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. If you agree with that, would you say amen? Amen. Pastor Aaron, come on up. Pastor Aaron Stearns, the pastor of Mill City Church, Fort Collins, was on our staff for many years. I've asked him to pray for uh, not only those of you who are planting churches, or maybe that's in your heart to start planting churches, but also I ask, I'm, I'm asking Aaron to pray for churches that want to plant churches. To give us new vision, new strategy. If you're if you're a church planter, raise your hand. Come on, all the church planters. If you're uh, if you're going to plant a church, if you have it in your heart to plant a church, the handful of you have now all the senior pastors that you want to be church planters, and you want God to give you resources and leaders to multiply yourself in church planting. I'm gonna just ask Pastor Aaron to pray right now and lead us in this time of prayer. So let's just point our, our hearts towards this uh, this idea, and Aaron lead us today, okay? The church is God's choice 
as the expression of Jesus in our world. Jesus is the hope of the world and it is expressed in the local church. And so we need local churches expressing the life-giving message of the gospel in every city in our country and around the world. And so I just want to read out of Isaiah 35. It says, The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool. The thirsty ground bubbling springs. And so, Lord Jesus, we pray in the cities of our country and around the world, where it is a barren land. I pray for streams of living water expressed in the local church to come forth in the name of Jesus. And so I pray that you would raise up leaders, that you would raise up within the hearts of your people a desire to go, a desire to leave their land like Abraham and go to a new land where you will break forth and you will blossom and you will bring flourishing and you will bring about hope and life through your people expressed in the local church. And so, Lord Jesus, I pray that they, these churches would be like oaks of righteousness that provide shade, that provide healing and hope and restoration, that they would be places of redemption, that they would be places, Lord Jesus, where broken, out of brokenness comes wholeness. Out of the mess comes beauty in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Father, that these churches, young and old, new and, and revitalizing wherever and whatever state they might be in, God, I pray that they be centered and focused on the gospel of Jesus. We pray that the name of Jesus is lifted high. God, I pray that we would be defined by Jesus. We'd be defined that by that which unifies us as the people of God and not that which makes us different from the church down the street, but instead we would lift up the powerful, saving, redeeming, resurrection power of the name of Jesus in our cities. And Lord Jesus, I pray that they would not just be a place for a holy huddle, but instead, Lord Jesus, they'd be places where sent out into our communities, into our workplaces, into our schools, to be a light in the darkness. Lord Jesus, to be salt, to, to bring forth the taste that, that, that God is good and to be give a taste of the greatness and the goodness of Jesus. And so, Father, we ask that you would bring forth new churches, that you would bring forth new leaders, Lord Jesus, and that they would not go the way of statistics, which is that 80 to 90% of church plants fail, but I pray instead that they would thrive, that they would thrive in the cities and the places that they replanted. And they would be like streams of living water in the desert, that, Lord Jesus, people would plant themselves and that they would drink freely from your life and from your truth, that they might bear fruit in season in our cities. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.
Pastor Sonia, uh, Pastor Sonia Luna, is she here? I, I, I want her to come and pray. Uh, this is Pastor Cash's wife, Sonia. We're so glad you're here, by the way. Thanks for letting Cash come, and we're glad you're here. And we want, she, uh, she uh, I don't know, I've been to the church, Casa de Dios, and they are, every church prays, but there are a few churches in the world that are praying churches. And this is, this is the mark that's on your church, you're a praying church. And I know you lead that, so I want you to pray for those of us who want to be praying churches. Want prayer to erupt in our churches. Would you let Sonia pray um, for us? Yes, please. Sonia, lead us today. Please. Can I do it in Spanish? Right? Yes. Okay. Padre, te damos gracias, Señor, en este momento. Father, we give you thanks this hour. Sabemos, Señor, que desde el momento en que entramos en este lugar. For we know, Father, that the moment that we stepped into here. Tú sabes la necesidad de cada hombre y cada mujer que You're está fully acá. aware of every need of every woman of every person in this place. Hoy estamos acá, Señor, ante ti con humildad. We come asking ever so humbly, Lord. Pidiéndote por cada pareja, cada matrimonio y cada iglesia aquí representada. For every couple, for every family, Father, for every person, every church represented here in this place. Tu palabra dice que nos podemos acercar a ti confiadamente al trono de tu gracia. Your word clearly tells us to come boldly before the throne of grace. Y venimos con confianza, Señor, clamando para que esas iglesias se puedan levantar. Father, we come boldly believing that you will raise up your church in this y, nation. Y que conozcan el poder de la palabra acuerdo. That they will know the power of coming into agreement, Father. Da, esa palabra tiene poder, Señor. That that word that we come into agreement, that we believe together, will have power. Levántalo, Señor, en oración. Levántalos en intercesión. Father, raise up a new generation of prayer warriors or new generation of intercessors. No permitas que se levanten falsos profetas que vengan a engañarlos. And don't be letting father any false prophet come aware, come now to deceive them. Que puedan permanecer, Señor, con sus sentidos viéndote a ti en la cruz del Calvario. Let them be steadfast, Father, in their pursuit with their eyes set on you and the cross of Calvary. Gracias, Señor. Sabemos que nos vas a responder. Father, we know that we can rest assured that you have heard us and that you will answer us. Gracias, en el Thank nombre you, de precious Jesús. Father. We give en you praise. Amen. I can pray. Yes, I can pray for the pastors. Father, in the name of Jesus, I came into your presence and I ask you for the pastors that are in this place right now and the pastors that couldn't come to this conference, but we know them. I ask in the name of Jesus, that they can be couples, they can be friends, they can be a marriage full of integrity, full of holiness, and people that they can speak word of faith because prayer is to speak and hear from you. Now, I ask you to open our ears as pastors and leaders to receive the word to lead a people that are following you through us in the name of Jesus. I ask you that the anointing of your Holy Ghost come upon every place in every one of our churches can come signs, wonders, miracles and the kingdom of God the kingdom of our Father can be established in every one of the churches but I ask you for the next step we need to, to make we need to take Jesus to the streets and I can see that the Lord is taking us to the streets to the people that are not coming to the church and we can be used by Him to, to, to perform miracles, signs, and wonders. Yes. Please, Jesus, make us like you. We want to be friends of the sinners. 
We want to, to, to have time to spend time with them. We want to show your love, Jesus. So I ask you in the name of Jesus, for every one of the pastors in this conference, that we can, we can receive the faith to, to make prayers of faith. Not just repeat words in your presence, but believe those words. I ask you to reveal your perfect, your perfect will to every one of us in the name of Jesus. And we, we, we ask you to receive our gratitude for our calling. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for the calling. You have been merciful with us. And I, we, I want to be, we want to be merciful with the rest of the people of our teams. So in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Pastor Daniel, come on, Pastor Daniel. <clears throat> I've asked Pastor Daniel to close off his time, and about a year ago, the Lord said, city on a hill, city on a hill, to pray for the lost, to pray for churches that would have a renewed zeal and passion to go after the harvest that is indeed plentiful. So I've asked Pastor Daniel to close off our prayer time at the way we started our conference, and that's praying for the lost. So Daniel, this is Pastor Daniel Grothy, our Friday night pastor, leads our Friday night congregation. So lead us. He's going to close us off in prayer. And we have a couple of announcements after that, so hang around for that. Pastor Daniel, lead us. Yes, sir. Could we all just open our hands and just say, come Holy Spirit. Can we invoke the presence of the Lord? Lord, we ask for renewal, refreshing streams of living water. Come Holy Spirit to every parched heart, to every bit of dry ground, to every bit of weariness. Would you pour your water afresh on us? oil of gladness would you come into the dry and cracked leather that is our lives and would you massage in the oil of gladness that you would bring us back to life and so now I say to you the words of the prophet Isaiah arise church and shine for your light has come you have all that you need the glory of the Lord has risen upon you I say, Isaiah 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord God is definitely upon you because he has anointed you to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to proclaim to the captives the day of the favor of the Lord and the vengeance of our God against his enemies. Arise, O God, and let all your enemies be scattered. And so, Lord, I thank you for a fresh outpouring of the grace to proclaim your story to the world. Make us proclaimers afresh. The spirit of the sovereign Lord God has become our inheritance. It's upon, you are upon us, Lord, to preach good news to the poor. I pray we would go out into the streets, into the cities, to the neighborhoods, and that our congregations would be infused with the life of the Spirit, and so that every lawyer who goes to his law firm would proclaim the story of Jesus Christ there, so that every school teacher would proclaim the news of Jesus Christ, so that every stay-at-home mom, so that every nurse, so that every single person who comes into our churches would understand that they are the ones that are sent into the world to be salt and light, to be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And so Lord, we pray for each church here and for every member of every church here to rise and shine. We pray, Lord, we would be proclaimers of the good news of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we ask by your spirit that you would flush 
the lost out into the open, Lord. Flush them out. <laughs> we pray that they would start coming into churches. We pray that people would be hungry and thirsty for righteousness. We pray, Lord, that people would be so disturbed from their allegiances with the idols and that they would get so sick of the taste in their mouth from those idols that they would be so disenchanted with the ways of the world and that they would be hungry and thirsty for the water that will never leave us dry and for the food that will never leave us hungry. Lord, we pray for a fresh disturbance by your spirit, that you would disturb those who are in the darkness, out of the darkness and into the light. We pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And as we come to the end of our time, I want us to take hands with someone around us and I want us to pray the words that the Lord Jesus taught us to pray. These are the words he's given us, the words that unify us. They said, Jesus, we need to know how to pray. And he said, this then is how you should pray. So let's pray these words together as the people of God. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who've trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. 